This is, this is Surf Game. It's your boy Derek Miner, and you're listening to Testimony. Hey, what's up? It's V Rose. Right now, you're listening to Testimony. What's up, y'all? This the kid flame, clear sight music on deck, chilling with my people, Testimony. Testimony, a musician's story. Keep it locked. Leg out. All right. This is an exclusive Invasion Music Awards episode of Testimony, a Musician's Story. I've been the bottom, the barrel. I've been the bottom, the barrel. I've been so deep in the dark of the hole. If you come down, it probably will scare you. Everyone say that they got you. Till it's time to get you. Then they forget you. Till it's time to hit you. Then they dismiss you. Till you shot again. Now they back with you. Look at that. Boy, look at that. Everybody fighting over little scraps. I think the devil trying to sell us out of the money and the fortune and the fame. And where's that? I don't believe him, no. Still mighty and major, even if I'm broke. If it's only tear, people at my main show. I treat it like it's an arena, I be stuck. I thought I told you and 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 told you before. They try to hold you and hold you and hold you and hold you and hold you right down to the floor. I just got my teammates got and that's all that we need with this message. We tried to get out. We shoot to my left and my right, and they all here with me. Plus, you know who is holding this down. Just so you know. On May 28th, 2016, the Invasion Music Awards came to Fair Oaks, California, which is basically Sacramento, my hometown. And I had the privilege to interview the artists that were there for this exclusive Invasion Music Awards episode. This episode features interviews from Derek Minor, Surf Gang, V Rose, Speck, and Flame. Now, it's been years since we first told Derek Minor's testimony. That can be found using our search engine at testimonystories.com. So it was nice to not only catch up with him, but meeting him in person for the first time as well. Yeah, we got a couple projects that are in the fire. My album is done. Okay. So we're really just trying to figure out what are we going to do with it. I mean, pretty much. I, to be honest, I have about I have about three albums worth of material right now. Really? Yeah, just sitting. So it's just, that's what I do every day. I mean, I, I literally go in the studio and try to record one or two songs a day. So you'll be hearing a lot from me very soon. But right now we're just we're just taking time, polishing it up, making sure that it's solid and where I want it to be. And then we're going to unload very soon. Uh, and then we got some other projects from, from other artists. They're in the incubator right now, so I don't want to okay. necessarily yeah. put too much out there. But yeah, yeah, awesome. we're moving. Um, well, this isn't a question, but no quit. Yeah. That's my jam. That's like my anthem. Uh, turn up. <laughs> yes. It's like, not even just for like, I definitely listen to it when I work out, but just life in general. Yeah. When it's just tough. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you want to quit. Like, you don't even want to get out of bed. It's just yeah. like, I ain't got no quit in me. Like, just get out of bed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I repeat like the chorus and verses all the time. Yeah. And I think sometimes when people see that you're doing well and successful, that they don't realize what it takes to get the success, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, like I said in the song, I remember when, you know, me and Reach parted ways, there was so much chatter about, man, well, he's done, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a wrap. And, and, and to be honest, you know, there's a lot of artists that really don't have the ability to balance the business and the artistry. So, I mean... I, I could see why someone would come up with that. But for me, it's bigger than 
just making records. I think some people look on the outside. They think just making a record is like, that's like, oh, it's something cool. Mm-hmm. It's a hobby, but it's it's my life. Yeah. So I take it personal. If somebody's like, yo, this dude is gonna is he's gonna fall off. Like that, it hit me hard because yeah. I'm like, if I fall off, that means my kids don't eat. Mm-hmm. Like if I fall off, that means that my wife, you know what I'm saying, has to has to carry the load of the house, and I, uh, that's not that's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? Not so. Nothing. There's no other option. There's no option to quit. Like I have to make, I have to work and go hard and put my faith in the Lord and pray that He blesses my work. So that's really the main thing for me was just, you know, in that song, just watching. I just I want to encourage people. Like you know, I was in one season where there was tons of times I sat up and thought about, man, I need to quit. But then you know, you got to remind yourself, like one, like. God is the one that's holding this thing up. Like I can't hold it up anyway, so I gotta make sure I'm relying on Him. You know, and I think that's that's the main. Even you know, if there was a PowerPoint, that would be the main bullet. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I think a another reason. I think the main reason why people probably like speculated that once you left Reach, it was a wrap, was because Reach was it. Yeah. In most people's eyes, like that's yeah. the end all, be all. But now it's almost like there were a few labels then that were well-known, of course, Reach being like the biggest. So it's almost like back in the day where you just had like CBS, NBC, yeah. and ABC. Yeah. But now we got cable. Yeah. And yeah. there's and we got Netflix and we got Hulu. <laughs> there's so many options. And I feel like yeah. that's kind of where CHH is in the space right now because yeah. you were able to branch off and kind of do like your Netflix thing. Like yeah. I'm going to do my thing. And not only did you go off and do your thing, but I mean, you have a roster that's just straight beastly. Like yeah. everyone on there is super talented and unique in their own way. So I just, I think it's awesome that the music is kind of shifted to, to kind of how TV is now where we have so many options Yeah, and all of them are good. Yeah. Like I haven't really, I mean, I think for the most part, all of it is good. Like everyone has a choice. Like maybe you have more of a taste that's this label or a taste that's that label, but nothing is like, oh, that's. Yeah, that's what we need. We need balance. I mean, you got Eshawn Burgundy that just dropped his project. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's one of my favorite rappers. You know what I mean? I mean, dude is a a lyrical monster. You got the Misfits. They're going to give you the fun music. They're going to give you the culturally cool stuff. I mean, you got NF with Capital. He's going to give you the passion and stuff. And then you got Reach is going to do Reach. RMG is going to do RMG. Humble Beast is going to... Like, it's like, I think that's what we need the most is more diversity. I want to see it get more diverse. I mean, I'm looking for who the next crop of the cross movement guys that are the Mm -hmm. lyrical theology... But, you know, like, who's going to pick up the mantle from where kind of Reach dropped it, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense of making the strong lyrical theology, but it, it sounds like what could be on the radio. And then what do you think about the fact that a lot of major record labels now are starting to to catch on? Because we have, you know, artists like Social Club and, and NF and now Cray yeah. signing with those labels. Like, I think that there's, like, a small section of people who are usually the most vocal, yeah. who are probably condemning and, and hating on that. And then others who are like, this is awesome because it really allows the gospel to to infiltrate, you know, mainstream 
what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't. I don't understand a reason why anyone would be upset about anyone signing with a, a major record label. I just don't understand the reason reasoning behind that. I mean, I think would you be upset with somebody if they got a job at Apple? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty yeah, much that's the, the idea. Is yeah. that like no one says the guy that gets a job in Cupertino is gonna reject Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think we have to have confidence in the God that we serve, mm-hmm. that if God places Lecrae at Columbia Records, that he's brought him this far, why would he just ditch him there? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's understanding that, you know, it's it's God is the one that keeps us wherever we're at. It's God who's sustaining them. And I think a lot of people, they know that on paper, but they don't understand it in their heart. Hey, hey. Derek Minor has just signed a major deal with E1, the largest independent record label that hosts gospel artists like Jonathan McReynolds, Erica Campbell, and secular artist The Game. Derek's last album, Empire, took home album of the year that night. This was the first annual Invasion Music Awards and was hosted by Brenton. You can check out his full story at testimonystories.com. And the night was a celebration of Christian hip-hop and included several performances. I had a chance to sit down with a couple behind Invasion Live Music Group, Ashton and June Stokes, who also have a ministry called The Faceless Circle. Jesus is the only way, that's real. Hey, run back the last bar. Got in you to Christ, just like the North Star. Not the baby in the manger, but the one who took God and the when he took us in something here. So why are you two deciding to put your money behind Christian hip-hop when so many people kind of stay away from it? Um, you know, it's a small subgenre. It's not gospel. It's not CCM. People are still, even though it's rising in popularity, and we have, you know, Lecrae who's just busted through the doors and in the mainstream, a lot of people still stay away. So why are you guys gravitating towards it? I'm glad you asked that question. The reason why my husband and I decided to get into this uh, this venue is because it's an it's up and coming. We have a ministry with our other the manual. Uh, we have a man- ministry, and they connect very well. It's a way of getting into areas that we would not be able to get into. It's a way of being able to introduce ourselves and help people understand what God is and not just the church. And so many people have a bad, you know, bad taste in their mouth for church. And this is not religion. This is all about the kingdom, as my husband says. So when you look at that, God gave us the vision to be able to see something much bigger than what other people can see. And we know that um, this is something that's coming down, and it's going to be huge, and so many people need it. And it's a way of opening the doors to get people to listen. There is only one other duo, other than Social Club, that has made a lot of noise and gained a huge following in a short period of time. And that's Surf Gang. I asked the Florida natives, Wolf and Geek, if this buzz was intentional or if they stumbled upon it. It was definitely intentional. We're big on groundwork and impressions. Mm-hmm. So, um... 
Get to heaven, that is all I know Everybody wanna see it But everybody don't believe it Play around, you'll never see it I can never keep it low-key 10% off the whole piece I watch you come back, honey Turn around and so another seat I face me, but I see the sign Waking up the genocide 9 to 5 to survive Got itself, that's homicide oh, yeah. Dirty, wash myself in that holy water oh, Gotta give praises to my holy father we comment on just about anything that we could comment on, give a positive feedback, where we could give positive feedback on, and try to stay away from the negative. And then, um, so we're on just about every website, trying to help build the whole Christian hip-hop market, not just our market you feel me so <laughs> how are you what do you mean you're on just about every website like doing what um like we promote with christian hip-hop websites like we reach out to them a lot of them aren't on point as far as posting things on times okay. but we send our information to all christian hip-hop sites right. not just the big ones yeah and then um also we um we intentionally use chh tags and stuff mm -hmm. like that or whatever and then we pass out flyers, what a lot of Christian hip-hop artists don't do. And we hit the road, too. Yeah. So a lot of artists feel like, uh, I dropped a project, and now people going to book me. Yeah. Uh, versus us, we would drop a project, and now we would go out and make opportunities and, you know, get on other shows. If that meant spending our own money to, you know, take advantage of opportunity. For That's instance, we're we in Cali right now. Yeah. We've been here for 11 days. Yeah. The first two nights, we were in the hotel. The second night, we were sleeping on somebody's floor. Then we ended up getting an Airbnb and staying in there for a couple of days. Yeah. Now we're in the hotel tonight. So the whole thing wasn't beautiful, mm -hmm. but the grind was. Yeah. yeah. We got booked for one show and we looked at all the other opportunities. Like, let's take advantage. We don't want to come this far from home just to go right back. You know, what can we do? How could we, you know, impact more people, get in front of more people? And so we kind of mapped that out. Our manager assisted us with that, routing the dates and things like that. And we just, you know. So you guys see what's going on and then you reach out to... <clears throat> To whoever running concerts yeah. or whatever, say, yeah. hey, we're going to be yeah. in town. Yeah, kind of like what a tourist would do. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to Miami. What else is around there? Okay. Mm -hmm. Orlando is only four hours away. Let me go yeah. there and go visit Disney World. Oh, yeah. then let me go back to Miami and yeah. go to South Beach. It's the same concept yeah. for artists. Surf Gang recently signed to Exist Music and dropped a project entitled Initiation. Be on the lookout for their full testimony and musician story. V-Rose took home the Best Female Vocalist of the Year Award and the Best Live Performance Award. I talked to her and longtime producer and manager Speck. By the way, they are both Sacramento natives. And be on the lookout for their full stories, too. It's crazy, it's crazy. You have always been the one that never left me, never left me alone. And you've always loved me, even when I was wrong. So I'ma keep lifting you up, cause up is just where you belong. Go down, here we got the palm trees. Many, many minded palm trees. Why they always throwing shade? So cold, got me putting on the long sleeves. But I'm putting on the long sleeves, cause I ain't gonna leave.
leave your love And they can try to freeze me out But they ain't gonna bring no doubt No doubt, no, no I know who I am, I know who you are You're up when I'm down, can't pull us apart No matter the tragedy happening You're looking after me, they say you're back to me But I just love you so much I love you so much I love you so much Yeah, I love you so much You're the only one that I trust, yeah Your name is High Places Greater than the ones they be putting on in my praises Skyscrapers, hallelujah to the throne all night long Cause your grace is so amazing Don't deserve it, but you give it, you keep giving on Like, oh my Jesus, ain't no other gods up in this song I love you so much, so much, so much I love you so much Yes, so yes, so I was 15 years old. I got a job working at Jack in the Box, and I really wanted to start recording music. I'm sorry, just because I'm from here, which Jack in the Box? On Florence. <laughs> okay. In the parking lot of uh, Home Depot. Okay. Yep. And I yes. used to tell everybody, I'm going to be a singer. And they'd be like, okay, well, one day, you know, when you're on TV, we're going to say we knew you. Don't forget us. Like all that, you know? Okay. The day I turned 15, I got a job there, pay for studio time. And my parents would take me to the sessions, and somebody was like, you need to hear this guy Speck, because he's a rapper. And I'd never heard Christian rap, you know? And so they put the music on, and I was thinking it was gonna be kind of like, I just didn't expect it to be good. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, I was just so excited about it. And so they were like, he's a producer, and I was like, I have to work with him. So I gave my mom some money, you know, that I had been saving up, and I was able to go work with him in his studio. And the first time he produced music for me, I remember he pulled up the the music and he started putting these horns in my song. And I was just like jumping up and down, yelling. Like, I was so excited because he was doing something that was cool. And I had worked with a few other producers and I was just like, they're trying to make me sound like old school, like gospel-y 90s. Yeah. And, you know, this was like, this was like 2003 or something. So. I was just like, I am not going to be, you know, a 90s gospel yeah. singer. Yeah. I want to do, like, music that's, like, on the radio now, but yeah. just Christian. Uh -huh. You know, that was kind of unheard of. No one was doing that. So, anyway, I started working with Speck, and he signed me to a management deal about a year after that. And um, he's put me through artist development. He used to take me to business meetings and make me sit there and, like, pay attention to the boring stuff going on. But he really is the first person that told me, like, you know, that I need to start writing songs and I need to start playing guitar and just like really putting me up on the game of the industry yeah. and showing me the outside stuff that most artists don't get to see yes. or have to learn, you know, the hard way, so. What did you see in B when, when she came in and why did you decide to sign her to the management deal? Money only. Dollar sign. No, it was crazy. She was in a group. And both uh, the girls were really talented. V had drive. Like when she was in the room, it's just something different about a person who knows why they're there. So like she knew that this was just a step in the way to where she saw herself. And yeah. it was just like, I can let this train pass or I can do what I feel like I know I can help this, you know what I'm saying, and be a part of it. But I could tell it was going to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, she was already working, you know, 15 years old, working at Jack in the Box, giving your whole check for like sometimes one hour of studio time. Yeah. They would drive all the way there, 
do like an hour, an hour and a half, and try to give him some extra. It was, it was, it was crazy. And then like just how much she just worked on her own, and she was writing songs at 15. Yeah. You know, I was dumb impressed, and I was like, okay, this is cool. And um, it was just drive, and also you know, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like I felt it was like purpose to, to work with her. No matter what, we were gonna find our way to each other just because of the drive, mm -hmm. you know, just what was going on, and then like-mindedness, you know what I'm saying, just like we both wanted to do the coolest, dopest, edgiest Christian music. Your grace is so amazing, don't deserve it, but you give it, you keep giving on, like oh my Jesus, ain't no other guys up in this song, Want to support Testimony and Musician Story? Here's how. We created a Patreon account that allows you to financially support us while receiving perks. One perk is our exclusive cuts. I have one to two hour long conversations with artists and cut it down to 15 minutes. So there is a lot of great content that I simply cannot fit into one episode. Our Patreon supporters will get those exclusives plus conversations with myself and partner and engineer, Gary. Visit TestimonyStories.com to find the Patreon link and support our ministry. Yeah. If we look at church history, we can see that every now and then, he choose a generation to bring revival in. We pray that we can see it, can see it. All up, we pray that we can see it. So far from you, so far, so far from what you called us to. You called us to work hard like you, yeah. to do what only you can do. is a longtime friend of the show. We've told his story a couple of times, but this was my first time meeting the man who took home the Gospel Pioneer Award in person. We had a conversation about believers being equipped to answer questions that are frequently asked by non-believers. We sit and we listen. We gotta be different. Remember, we Christian. Yeah, we're secure on the ark with Christ at the helm. But we gotta watch and pray like watching a film. Cause there's real warfare in the spiritual realm. And we get weary and well-doing and overwhelmed. So my prayers, we stay faithful and preach gospel. Seek holiness first and fight false doctrine. Break pride, unify a divided body. I pray we prioritize what do you think are the top questions that every believer should have an answer to? Hmm. Well, you know, 
That's an amazing question. Oftentimes, those questions are the most difficult ones to answer. A Christian communicating to the non-Christian world. Yes. So uh, so you're always going to get the question of evil, the origin of evil. You're always going to get the question about um, the existence or reality of God. You're always going to get questioned about the validity of the Bible, in particular the New Testament. And um, you're probably going to get asked questions about hypocrisy within religion and Christianity in particular. Mm -hmm. So it is healthy for a believer to have some kind of framework to contribute to those kind of questions because those are the places most people stumble when they consider God and the highest things in human experience. Yeah. Let's talk about revival. Why yes. do you feel like we need a revival? You know what? I feel like, um, so cross movement, like we're standing on the shoulders of cross movement as it relates to Christian rap or whatever in the world you want to call this thing that we do. Right. So, and I think what God did was something unique. He utilized these brothers as well as others, but in my experience, he, he utilized cross movement to spark a revival in the urban context. You had a lot of young dudes that were, the Lord was using their music and things that came out of it to expose them to the gospel. You had people that were inspired to go back to school and get their GED. Some people who had already graduated from high school and college want to go to seminary and study the Bible. People want to become pastors, leaders in the church, church planting. And it was just this momentum behind what they were doing as well as others that I feel like we hadn't seen in the hood, in an urban context. Um, and I thought that was such a normal thing. I didn't realize it was a special moment. Mm -hmm. So when you kind of saw that kind of fizzle or simmer down a bit, it made you miss it. Mm -hmm. So now... Not asking God to do the same exact thing, but something like it, something better or something similar to or just like it. Mm -hmm. But Lord, just bring back the spirit of that so this generation can know it and just be culture uh, influencers for the sake of the gospel. Because everybody wants heaven, but heaven is you. You can catch these artists and more on the Invasion Tour that is running now through July 24th. Visit InvasionLiveMusic.com to see if they are coming to a city near you. Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician's story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Oh,